0: So here's the problem. It's just so everyone's everyone's aware, the Great Salt Lake is at record level low. Correct?
1: It's been lower before. Okay, at but, one it's, point. Low. but it's, it's low. It's it's very low. Uh-huh.
0: And so what they're saying is, to, because it's so low, we need to drain uh, Deer Deer Creek and mm-hmm. a lot of the different reservoirs into Utah Lake. Mm-hmm. And then from Utah Lake, we will pay, take the, the water into the Great Salt Lake. Yeah. So when I drive, so when you drive by Deer Creek and you see Deer Creek so low, the reason Deer Creek is so low is because they're, is they're keeping that open sort of to send that, that water to the Great Salt Lake. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I've, get, I've been getting all, all sorts. of Now we know that the piping allows them to do that. Um, I've been getting all sorts of different responses. as to Yeah. Where that now, now, going.
0: now, let's talk about the piping because I understand there's, there's what I see, like with the water that just goes down into Provo River. Mm-hmm. Um, is there other piping that we don't see of, of water flowing? Tell us, tell us what, mm-hmm. tell us about that.
1: Yeah, they've got underground pipe. I mean, it's coming from you know, we were. It's coming from American Fork Canyon. Um, it's coming from up Diamond Fork. Uh, South Fork Canyon. I mean, they they literally they have piping everywhere, and it all connects. It all interconnect. And at some point, it kind of hits the Provo River, and then it comes down. They've got these aqueduct aqueducts that come down Strawberry River or um, reservoir. They they have piping connected to all these reservoirs, to all of these rivers. And at some point, it hits it hits Provo River. Um, and then they've got all these other little diversions after it comes down through Provo River, kind of as you get into Orem. But it, yeah, it's they, they can divert it right or they can divert it left to go into um, Utah Lake and then up into the Great Salt Lake. So I mean, there, there's piping everywhere. It's underground. So there's, so there's the water you see.
0: There's the water you don't see. Mm -hmm. But basically, they're pulling water from all of our reservoirs into the Great Salt Lake. And and the reason, and and that's so part, so, so part of the reason the reservoirs are so low is because they're pumping all that water to the Great Salt Lake. So. Mm And they're pumping water to the Great Salt Lake because it's evaporating, and yeah. it's because because the water is evaporating so fast. So, the, so we have to fill the Great Salt Lake because the Great Salt Lake is evaporating. And if the Great Salt Lake evaporates, toxins will get in the air. We'll lose our, you know, we'll have all these environmental issues. So, because of the Great Salt Lake, that is why you're seeing all these reservoirs so low.
1: That's their narrative, yes.
0: Okay, now tell us. What you discovered about the Great Salt Lake with these pumps?
1: Yeah. So for those of you that, that didn't hear the first segment, the West Desert pumps, they were put in in 87, 86 or 87 um, for all the severe flooding that we had. They destroyed our highways. There was huge loss of life and property. So they put these huge um, pumps in, this canal that goes down, and um, they pump out 1.5 uh, million gallons of water per minute. And they sent all this water out into the West Desert, kind of like out where the Bonneville Flats are, to dry up and evaporate. Um, and then they turned the pumps off in '89, and they said, "We're not going to turn them on, but we're going to we're going to leave them here in case we ever need to use them again." And the narrative's been that they haven't been turned on since. Um, they've they've come out and said that um, when the, when the guy that is in charge of maintaining the pumps was interviewed. I watched his interview, and he said that the way they maintain them is they replace nitrogen cylinders once a month to keep, because they can't turn the pumps on, to keep um, water vapor from pressurizing and exploding the pumps. Well, after I came out with my blog, and after we kind of talked about this the first time, they came out with a new article and basically said... um, because when I went out, I went out. I wanted to see what was going on with these pumps, so I drove out to the Great Salt Lake, out of the West Desert, and it's, you know, it's on the north side of the, the railroad out there, and not many people go out there, pay attention to what's going on. So I took the drive out there, and when I got out there, there was water on the west side of these pumps.
0: So tell us what we're looking at here.
1: So I'm showing on the left side, you can see the water still is glass, right? And then I zoom in on that side, and there's just current, and and this is still it's kind of hard to see in full screen here actually but i mean this is still is glass see that mm-hmm. and uh, on the other side and this is i mean there's a there's a current to it and let me come back see it's flowing and and the water right next i mean you saw like just a few feet away completely still um
0: and you said this water is flowing out to the desert?
1: Yeah, so let me show you this. You're out there. The water on the side, north side of the um, uh, railroad track is all, it's still, and you, you come out here, and the wa- that water that we saw was flowing, and now it's coming out here. And this is the canal on the west side. Those were the pumps. So everything on the other side of the pumps is east, and this is into the west desert, this canal here. Um. That's a lot of water.
0: (laughs) So when we're in a water, when we're in a drought and we're depleting Mm -hmm. our, you know, our reservoirs, um, somehow they have, there's a justification for when the Great Salt Lake is so low, why is that water being pushed out of the the drained?
1: Why is that water out there? That's
0: right. So why are they draining the the Great Salt Lake?
1: And, um, you know, part of the reason that I got is, well, it's it's groundwater, but that's, but you saw it it's all rock and it's not there the flats aren't right there like the the groundwater coming so and I'll get into there's there's something else that I found out as well as to why I, um a lot of our water is is going away from the Great Salt Lake but really quickly let's so we had my my dad had gone up to Deer Creek um he has a boat they like to go you know we like to go wakeboarding sometimes um they're up there and I get a phone call from him and he goes I'm up at Deer Creek and they're uh they're not letting the boats boats on the lake, and they said when I asked why, it's it's because the water's so low. They said that they're draining they're draining, um, releasing water. And he asked, well, why are you draining it? Where is the water going? They told him it's going to the Great Salt Lake, and so he called me to tell me this immediately because he knows I've been researching this stuff. And then a couple friends went out for me the next day because I couldn't make it up there. They told them the same thing, and they got this video right here.
0: Can I tell us when you're ready for Savannah? Oh, I'm ready. Okay.
1: And four-second ad. Sorry, I keep forgetting about these. And this is – I'm not sure why it's not playing the sound, but this is all the water coming out from the dam. Can you see that?
0: That's coming out of Deer Creek?
1: That's Deer Creek Reservoir Dam. This was the same day. So they went up the next day, and they got video of all that water coming out, and they – I mean – um, they were told that it would be for about two weeks that it would be going. and this is on September 9th and tenth. Wow. And so then an article comes out um, they an article comes out that, oh, does everybody know about the uh, the West desert pumps? And in order to maintain them, they admit that, they're diverting water. They don't say where, they just say they ha- they're they diverting water, but they admit that they have to turn on the pumps to maintain them, quote unquote, once a month. Now, those pump out 1.5 million gallons of water per minute. Wow. Um, so even if they do it at the lowest the lowest setting for 30 seconds, that's a lot of water in a yeah. And then I'm calling, so I call up legislation. I'm like, Okay, we were give, we gave $60 million to Deer Creek Reservoir for new, last year for new infrastructure this year, but we were told that they would not need to drain the reservoir in order to put the new infrastructure in. I know that they don't have legislative approval to be doing this, to be draining water to the Great Salt Lake, and so I call up legislation. I'm like, what's going on? Why is there water being... There? We're being told from Deer Creek that they're draining water to the Great Salt Lake. They don't have permission to do this, and there's a, a big group of people that live up by Bear River. I think it's called the... the Bear River Council or Utah River Council or something like that. And they have their own website, and they've come up with, like, alternative ideas of what the government can do with the lake, but they don't want their water from Bear River being allocated to the Great Salt Lake. They've been fighting this. Um, And if they do this, they'll have to pay for it with property taxes as well. So the governor's trying to force them into do this and also make them pay for diverting water from Bear River over to the Great Salt Lake, and which is funny because... When you look at the piping, if they really wanted to, where it's at, they could send it down, like, through Provo Canyon and come down, like, this way anyway. But, um, so, they're they're trying to divert water from Bear River over there. And what happens is Cox comes out with a proclamation. So, let me... Well, for okay, first of all, let me finish. so I call up, I call up legislation and like look, they've been fighting this. Wait, what is going on? And I get different answers. I get told it's being sent underground for storage. I am being told from somebody else in legislation that um, the the this is protocol for winter. And then another legislator messages me, messages me back and says, I just talked to the state. Director, which is basically the director over the Department of Water Resources, and the water manager at Deer Creek Reservoir. And they said that the water it's so hot that people are asking for water rights, water rights are being allocated. So I'm getting different mm. answers as to what's going on. and I'm paying attention to, and then an article comes out after we see the standing uh, you know this water being released, after I'm getting an admission from legislators and that they are releasing the water. And then an article comes out, and oh my gosh, the drought uh, Deer Creek's down to 42 percent. Mm. So the fear mongering with this article that comes out, trying trying to push this drought narrative further, it's down to 42 percent. And when I'm tuning, well, I tuned into le- I've been tuning into legislation, tune into legislation, and. They're, when, when they're these waterhead departments when they're giving presentations they pull up a map for legislation showing how how low these reservoirs are and I look for deer Creek and deer Creeks on there is one of the ones that are low at 42 percent so they're presenting to legislation that deer Creeks at a low right now and but but nobody wants to talk about the fact that well because you're releasing water you were you're intentionally draining water you're out draining of these reservoirs it. Right. So of don't, course
0: it's low you're draining it
1: don't pretend like this is due that that is due to a drought now I do, you know, we're in a desert, there's heat here, we're going to go through drought, you know, cycles, of course, but the extent to, to, to using all these little things that aren't contributing to a drought, um, and when you start finding out when, when we get into in a minute what else they're doing, um, it's really frustrating that they're pushing all this stuff to this drought narrative. I went to a meeting um, where these waterhead departments were trying to encourage the public. And this is another thing that frustrates me is when you're on legislation, you hear them talking about using our tax dollars to do these um, campaigns like marketing and education campaigns to educate the public on what it is they want you to think.
0: Right. Propaganda.
1: Yeah. Um, it isn't, oh, let's. we're going to come to you and tell you what we want. It's we're going to spend your money to advertise to you and come up with these campaigns to convince you that this is what you want. Right, And a lot of these times they're charging $250 Per per ticket to be able to even attend these, which is ridiculous because this kind of stuff should be subject to ATMA, the open public meeting that, and under recorded minutes and legislation. If we're going to be talking about this stuff, and they're in official capacity as they're elected or appointed, and that's the other thing we need to get rid of these appointments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of people who've been appointed by the governor that are that are doing stuff for us, not people that we voted for to make decisions, but um, they're acting in their official capacity, and they have legislators that go to these these meetings as well um and I'm listening I'm, I'm at one of these meetings and you know one of the guy they they got to a question and answer segment and one of the questions that the guys at the guy asked in the back um was you know why aren't you i live out in rural areas and our our canals our irrigation canals are 60 percent of the water is leaking before it's even getting to where it needs to go out here and i heard a mayor just beg for help uh, they, they met with legislation begging for help um, cause his water's drying up in his area and it's, it's breaking my heart to watch this, the knowing with some of these other things that are going on. And we'll, again, we'll get into something in a minute that's really going to upset people. Um, but I- I'm at this meeting and, and he's asking, you know, why aren't you placing these, these canals that we're placing the in these canals? I mean, a lot of this water is leaking 60% of it before it gets to where it needs to go to irrigate and you guys aren't fixing anything. And he says, this water department head says. Um, part of the problem is, is we don't have the funds to fix it. And um, I...
0: Only the funds for propaganda.
1: Exactly. And I piped up and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Isn't all, all of this artificial intelligence smart piping you guys are putting in more expensive than that? And it was like deer in the headlights. Why don't
0: you talk about that? What is that? Artificial intelligence <clears throat> smart piping? What is yeah. What is that?
1: And uh, it's... I actually brought something for you to look at. I don't have it pulled up on my screen. But it what it is, is it's... It's smart piping. It's digital, and it's got all digital controls. So your your um, um, your smart meters are connected to it, and and Astera through Earthworks is a they're doing they've they've teamed up with the World Economic Forum and United Nations, and uh, they have the satellite. That, that looks down, and with the smart pipe and it's connected to their digital utility grid that we talked about last time, but it looks, and it can see, like, where water's leaking. It can see in your house which faucet you're using, how much water, like, where in your house in real time. Um, so it, it, they monitor how much water you're using and where you're using it, and if there's a leak somewhere or if you're, you know, using more water than you're supposed to, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but it's all tied to this grid, and they can shut you off to water whenever they want. And we will also talk about the bill that they've just proposed to vote on this general session as well, because I've been warning everybody, look, they're going to start telling you how much water you can use, and then they're going to start shutting you off to water whenever they want. And now they've proposed a bill that would do what the, would allow them to do, okay. do just
0: that. Okay, so now what you're telling me is, all right, so what you're saying is they're draining the Great Salt Lake in order to deplete the water out of the reservoirs and create a water shortage and then what they've all, you're telling me they've also put in uh, what did you call it artificial intelligence mm-hmm.
1: smart piping smart piping it's artificial that's what this intelligent is. piping smart piping digital okay, piping, okay so they've been so they've it.
0: been putting this throughout Utah is that right
1: yeah they've been putting it yeah trying to do it everywhere in the country but yeah they've got this is in our Utah strategic plans they're they're doing it here um, and so when you hear this lead old infrastructure we need to replace the infrastructure um, and one of the things that's been going on is they're they're just not telling you they're going in and putting in smart piping.
0: So oh. they're they're doing this. No one's voting on this. No. Nope. Or, or no one's being told about this. They're, they're just putting in mm-hmm. this.
1: Uh, yep. Yep. And this, you and this
0: comes from the uh, world. Where did this I this see? Is the here? World
1: Economic Forum that's pushing this, and and Utah's bringing. I mean, when you look at Utah's strategic plans, they are mimicking the World Economic Forums.
0: Yeah, there's a lot Utah's papers. doing that seems to be in line with yeah. uh, the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum and and with. And, uh,
1: I've even brought, I mean, we can get into this towards the end if you want, if we have time, but um, some of the, the really bad boards that some of our people here sit on that are partnered with that directly. So there's a reason that they're bringing it in.
0: Um, so they're doing this, and but the, are you, so are you saying that the end goal is then to be able to monitor mm-hmm. and control everybody's water? Yep. So it says because there's a water shortage, we need to monitor and put in smart meters, yep. which, interestingly, in, in Lehigh – uh, without voting, they decided to start uh, putting meters. I think, and they just came in the last two weeks and pulled out everybody's meters and put in smart meters mm-hmm. uh, to, to uh, so they could uh, monitor how much water we're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just they just barely came in our yard, mm-hmm. and uh, that's with our uh, irrigation water. They did that.
1: Yeah, and so let me re- let me read this real quick. This is. Can a s- we
0: put this on the screen? Yeah, it's up. All right.
1: This is a quick. Um, just a little text from Klaus Schwab, who's the founder, CEO of the World Economic Forum. Um, and he wrote a book called The Great Reset. And this is a, let me slide my mic over a little bit because I have horrible eyesight. Um, this is a script from his book. And I do, there was a six minute video that I wanted to play for you guys of these people talking. So you could hear some of the things coming out of their mouths. Because it is, when you hear them talking, it's they're psychopaths. Talking about wanting to force you to chip your brain so that there won't be any kind of privacy with your thoughts, and whether or not they can do it or not, they're talking about how they want to. I mean, these people are insane.
0: No, they are sick. And I mean, these these are the people that uh, we again they want to they want to have a chip in you where you can't buy, you can't sell, you mm-hmm. can't work
1: mm-hmm. in,
0: unless you have that chip, unless they and unless you're part of the system.
1: And for those of you who have read the Bible, Revelations, it's very significant. It is. It's very significant. Um, but, you know, when they talk about hacking DNA and um, how we are just dwarf trolls and they're, uh, everything they're doing, the transhumanism stuff that they're into, it's insane. But this is from his book that he wrote. And this okay. is from Klaus Schwab. Quote, at least four billion useless eaters. <laughs> Can't get this to pop on my screen. At least four billion useless eaters shall be eliminated by the year 2050 by means of limited wars. Organized epidemics of fatal rapid acting diseases and starvation. Energy, food, and watershed will be kept at s- uh, substance, subs- I can't ever say this word. Substance. Yes, levels <laughs> for the non elite, starting with the white population of Western Europe and North America, and then spreading to other races. The population of Canada, Western Europe, and the United States will be decimated more rapidly than on other continents until the world's population reaches a manageable level of 1 billion, of which 500 million will consist of Chinese and Japanese races, selected because they are people who have been regimented for centuries, we know what they do with, the ch- with you know, China, and who are accustomed to obeying authority without question. From the time there shall be artificially contrived food and water shortages, and medical care to remind the masses that their very existence sorry their very existence depends on the goodwill of the committee of 300 this is from the wow. book he wrote this is this
0: so, is the founder of the world economic you know Board. everyone has noticed this this division these elites have been causing through the media mm. you know the black lives matter the you know the white the, the war against the white man and everyone, you know, and, and people I don't think recognize why. Why is there a war against the white man? Why is there a war against, and why does he want to eliminate the, whi- the white race? I mean, this is, is absolutely racist. Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly, who is it that built the Western civilization? Who is the bulk of the entrepreneurs out there? Not that there's not great black and, and entrepreneurs from right. every race. There are. But it predominantly, it is the white Anglo-Saxons, who are the want to start your own business, they say they believe in the American dream, which is don't tread on me, leave me alone, let me be in control of my destiny. I don't want the government to stand in my way. I don't need someone to, to I don't need to follow mm-hmm. orders. I don't need to be I don't need a, a master to control me. I am autonomous. I am independent. Mm-hmm. And and that is a threat to these tyrants. And who, and it was interesting because he said, What do you say about the the people in Asia? That they have been groomed for centuries to obey.
1: Obey authority. To (laughs) obey
0: authority. They don't
1: like us. And so
0: that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. And it's not really about race, because I'll tell you what: if if you are, uh, you know, black, white, brown, you know, whatever skin color you are, and you believe in autonomy, you believe that your rights come from God, you are, you believe in the American dream, you are the enemy. Mm -hmm. This is not really about white versus black versus because if you're Asian. And you believe in the American dream, and you don't, and you're not the type of Asian that wants to be controlled and, and wants to, to obey a master. Y- that is who they're talking about too. They want to eliminate you. Mm-hmm. This is not about skin color. It's, but it just it. But that's why it's targeting the the middle class Americans.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I mean, these are the people, that, and they're white papers. I mean. You can't listen to that and, and, and want somebody like that deciding uh, how, the, how your economy and infrastructure is developed and run. Somebody who thinks like that, who wants that for us. And yet our white our strategic plans here in Utah mimic they are copycatting the World Economic Forum. Our strategic plans here are copying their white plans. For what they want to see in every local community. So, what you're the globe. saying
0: is is these blueprints, these blue, you know, that uh, the World Economic Forum has, Utah's lockstep mm. in harmony with it. They them.
1: want Utah to be the hub of the United Nations. They want Utah to be the hub of the one world government. They want us to be the, and, and you know, Jen's talked about the Utah and Port a lot. Um, there's a reason that they're doing it here. They want us to be but, kind of like their you, capital. But, by the way,
0: you bring you know, over that very quickly. The Utah, the inland port.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, so inland that's port. that's
0: why they want the inland port. And so if our listeners aren't familiar with the inland port, they can look that up uh, with the Utah Freedom Coalition. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of information Yeah,
1: there. they've done blogs and there's, okay, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's
0: why the inland port is here. Does it, do you think they also see Utah as kind of this, uh, anyways, go on about why Utah.
1: Um... I'm not 100% sure why. We just know they want Utah. I think a lot of it has to do with what's under our land here, minerals, uh, which is something we're going to get to in a minute with what I found.
0: Yeah, because that's something we, I've talked to Phil Lyman, Representative Phil Lyman about. I mean, Utah, we have so much oil here, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We could we could fuel the, the world on, on the oil right here in Utah. Yeah. The amount of uranium we have in Utah is insane. The amount of uh, uh, oil, gold, I mean, we, we are literally sitting on a literal gold mine here in Utah, but... I also wonder if maybe they you know when you talk when you read that from uh, Klaus Schwab about why they were why they were interested in the Asians mm. you know they didn't you know of take of being the main race was because they were more obedient. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if they tend to see Utah as a obedient society and they think this is a good place to set up a, a UN headquarters UN nation because the citizens are more Maybe. Obedient by nature? Do you think that's the, it, that's part of it?
1: It could be. I think, you know, there's definitely... There's the physical aspect of the minerals and the money part of this, but we know that there's a spiritual aspect to this as well. Um, and we've talked about how right now we are in a fight between good and evil, light and dark. And, and again, if you read your scriptures, if you read the Bible, if you read Revelations, you're seeing a lot of stuff play out right now. And I do think... Now this is gonna, this is gonna be hard for a lot of people to take in here.
0: By the way, do you have that on in paper that Klaus Schwab thing you pulled up? Is that or that is just there?
1: Um, it was just here, but I can print it. Oh yeah, it for no, you. no,
0: just just come back to it in a minute. I want to say what you're gonna say that you said it's hard to say, and I want to, then I want to come back to this. Okay. Something you shared in there. I think I closed it,
1: so I'm gonna have to reopen it here. That's okay,
0: but go on and say what you're saying. that do you think is gonna be hard for people to hear?
1: Um, now I'm not saying it was bad to begin with. But what people need to realize is that the church here has been infiltrated. And I'm not saying that everyone at the top is bad. What I'm saying is there are, wherever they are, whoever they are, I don't know which members they are. There's stuff going on. I mean, they brought Bill Gates. They brought Rockefeller in. They brought Gavi in, which Gavi is a partnership between GlaxoSmithKline, which is interesting because Marriott International owns that and who sits on the board of Marriott International that is partnered directly with the World Economic Forum, Mitt Romney. Mm. Um, And the Marriott family, and Mitt Romney and the Marriott family sit on the board of trustees of the BYU Marriott School of Business. And they do, uh, some of these people that are partnered with the World Economic Forum that have connections um, to the church, they've set up these partnerships. And now I don't know who has been convince you know who genuinely thinks that they're doing the right thing i don't i'm sure there's some of that going on and i don't want to say that you know the gospel that they teach or that the church is bad i don't i don't believe that um but
0: but just like any organization yeah there's there's and just like all of us as individuals mm-hmm. you know there's good and bad you yeah. know it's it's it, there's good yeah. and bad in every organization mm-hmm. uh you know have having I don't think what you're saying is that this is, you know, there are, I think what you're saying is there are individuals within the organization yes. who are clearly yes. compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, And to me, I'd say that doesn't, we're not talking about the organization as a whole. Right. Um, you're ta- but, Bad but, people. But, but clearly there are some, there are some things mm-hmm. that are, that don't add up.
1: Right. And uh, so Glaxis, Gavi, GlaxoSmithKline, and Pfizer. It's a, it's a partnership between those two. And, and they brought in, and, and the church announced it. So I don't know who...
0: What did they announce? They
1: announced that they would bring, that they've brought Gabby in. Um, Gabby in, in for an immuniz- immunization program, basically, in Utah. They did what it, is that? They did it in 2020, I think. What is that? It, it, a program to come in and help get the vaccine. And... They partner, the church also partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in order to do that. Now, the church came out and made an announcement themselves. This isn't me speculating. This is their own words, right? Um, They've partnered with uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to match donations and funding. And Gavi is partnered directly with the Rockefeller Foundation. And actually, really quick, I want to read. So there's something called opera. I'm going to take a quick side note here. Um. There's something called opportunity zones that the United Nations World Economic Forum do. And you can see this is from, you guys can't see this on the screen, but I'm going to show Jason here. This is the Rockefeller Foundation, right? You see that? Let's,
0: let's, yeah, let's, we can probably put it so she can see it. You got it? Yeah.
1: Down at the bottom. That is the, this is the a Rock, from the Rockefeller Foundation's website, yeah. a, an annual report, and making opportunity zones work for communities. Now, if you look at our, our, it's goed, G-O-E-D. Just type in Utah go and the, the website will come up. But it's our governor's okay, and office. And
0: you'll send the link to this?
1: Yeah, I can do that. Governor's Office of so Economic So if you're watching
0: live, when the show's over, we'll have this in the show notes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it, it says right on there on Cox's website that they've partnered with to do opportunity zones here in Utah. Um, and it, they're just basically zones for the high-density affordable housing, and then to bring in the smart cities, biodiversity, to just bring all in their plan, right? Um, it says that they've partnered with the Chem C Gardner Policy Institute, which Mitt Romney sits on that board, Cox sits on that board, Gary Herbert sits on that board. We've got legislators that sit on that board. Um, Mike Levitt sits on that board. Um, this, that board is so corrupt. But Chem C Gardner Policy Institute and the Sorenson Impact Center which members from there also sit on the Kim C. Gardner Policy Institute, um, and these people aren't good people. Um, they've partnered with Cox to bring opportunity zones in into Utah.
0: What is what are opportunity zones?
1: It's basically a zone for it's it's a billion dollar industry for them to, to build. It's it's all the smart. It's affordable. Ha- they do is under four. This part of
0: the uh, World Economic Forum uh-huh. type. So yeah, this
1: it it's basically a zone of opportunity to bring in all of their stuff um and it's it's they're making billions of dollars to do it's it starts with affordable housing um and this is the high density smart homes
0: is this why they're trying to push for high density in utah county yes okay because because yes. uh, the utah county commissioners some of them are just bent mm-hmm. on, and so is lehigh city now on, mm-hmm. on pushing high density housing here in lehigh mm-hmm. and you're you telling me saying that's what this is related to yes
1: yes and it says right in the Rockefeller Foundation. The framework was also, and you can go to the website, go.
0: We'll, it'll be here. We'll put it in the, in the you show can notes. Look at okay. it all
1: yourself, right? The